Hey everybody, my name is Kyla. Welcome to my channel where I talk about the stock market and the economy amongst other things. Today we're going to talk about how Taylor Swift saved the economy. So it wasn't just the concert revenue that she brought in, she did so much more. This tour will probably surpass $5 billion in global revenue and it's because of hotels, it's because of flights, it's because of specialized donut offerings. She has not only boosted the global economy, but she's boosted local economies too. One museum had their best day in their 65 year history just because they had a Taylor Swift exhibit. So let's talk about what Taylor Swift has done and whether or not this can continue into the future, like what the economic future without President Taylor Swift kind of looks like. As Anthony Rizzo said, uh, yeah, it, uh, well, Taylor Swift, it's, it's her summer, really. She's, she's, she's helping the economy in every city she goes. So Taylor's soon going to conclude her U.S. tour. She's ending with six nights in Los Angeles, and people have flown in all over to go and see her. Uh, the city that I was in, the two nights that she was here, it was crazy like people were milling about just with pink and they were wearing these elaborate costumes and, you, and they were buying these special drinks that were for Taylor Swift and these special product offerings at local businesses and the energy was just wild and I wasn't going to the concert but it sure seemed like everybody else was in fact you could see some concert spaces from from space so like the concert that had happened in the city of Denver you could actually see Taylor Swift's concert from space so not only is this woman an economic force, but she's a force of nature. She's so powerful. And fans are spending about $1,300, whether that be on hotels, um, you know, the tickets themselves, whether that be on flights, whether that be on these costumes that they end up designing, food, drinks. It is a huge, that's a huge expense on, on a concert. And, but she has had, you know, 50,000 to 70,000 people in each of the, stadiums that she's going into so imagine all of those people you know 50,000 people spending $1,300 on average on one night of, of this and that's happening so often and it's happened for months now and now it's ending and she's going abroad same sorts of stimulus exist abroad too so she's not going to New Zealand but she's going to Australia and so New Zealand has like special flights out of New Zealand to go to Australia so people can go and watch Taylor Swift it's wild five billion dollars in global revenue like i said people are spending about thirteen hundred dollars per event 71 percent saying the event was worth it 91 percent saying they'd go again and there's 70 percent of people this is their first taylor swift concert the average person was thinking i think that they would spend about six hundred dollars maybe but obviously that's not the case uh, and they'd pay up to thirteen hundred dollars to do it again so they'd pay the exact same amount uh, the exact same experience that's wild if Taylor Swift were an economy, she'd be bigger than 50 countries. If she was in a corporation, her net promoter score, so how people talk about her, would make her the fourth most admired brand, like right up there with Apple. People love her. And her loyalty numbers mimic those of the royal crown. So people follow her around. She has developed a fandom, right? Like people love her. And I'll talk a little bit more about fandom later on, but getting more into the weeds of it, hotel revenue, uh, she was actually mentioned in the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia because they were like, uh, the days that Taylor Swift here was here was uh, the, the biggest month for hotel revenue since the pandemic here in Philly. <laughs> like, thank you, Taylor Swift. And as she's going to Los Angeles, 
the hotel service workers that are going on strike because of lower wages are asking Taylor Swift to not do her tour because they're like, hey, listen, you have so much power. If you just say you're not going to come here and ask our hotel managers to give us higher wages, you might be able to do that because you have so much influence and so much power. And then Southwest Airlines reported record revenue. Hilton, which is a hotel brand, said that people are spending more across all their hotels. Designers are designing special outfits for this tour. And then there's like special bracelets that people were giving out. So these flights, like I talked about um, New Zealand to Australia, the airline had to add 14 more flights to accommodate 3,000 more people, 14 more flights. So people could leave New Zealand to go to Australia to watch Taylor Swift do her thing. And it's also the local economies too. So like I said, there were special drinks. There was also donuts with her face on it that those people had like a record night. This museum had a record, the best night in their 65 year history. She is estimated to gross $13.6 million from her concerts, each attended by, like I said, an average of 54,000 people. And now she's going on her global tour. And it, this tour could become the first $1 billion tour um, surpassing Elton John's 93, 9 million farewell Yellow Brick Road shows. And she has boosted like entire categories. So concert spending increased 32% year over year when adjusted for inflation, as Callie talks about. She like literally had an earthquake happen in Seattle. They, they were registered on the seismometer because of how powerful their stomping feats were at this Seattle concert, uh, which is just incredible, a swift quake is what they call it. And then of course, like I said, the city of Denver, you could see the freaking concert from space. <laughs> um, and also she has political power too. So when this tour first started, Ticketmaster got into a lot of trouble because uh, the site crashed when, they, the, when the tickets went on sale. And it's like, dude, you have one job. And so there was a congressional hearing uh, about Ticketmaster as a monopoly and whether or not that hinders competition and harms consumers, which Taylor Swift sort of led. She was like, this is not my fault that Ticketmaster doesn't know how to do their one job that they're supposed to be doing. So not only is Taylor Swift an economic force, not only is she a natural force, not only is she a political force, she is all of those things and more. Like she is just a force of within herself and it's really incredible. And she has boosted the economy. Like I think, you know, we have fiscal spending, we have the government with the Chip Act, Chips Act, IRA, the IIGA, that has given a lot of bolstering to economies. But then I think in terms of consumer spending, Taylor Swift, Barbie, Beyonce is going on tour soon. That is really, provided a lot of revenue as well and of course like people I like I didn't go to the concert so I'm sure a lot of people out there are like well I didn't I didn't I don't know what you're talking about Taylor Swift isn't that important to me she's important to enough people that a small city shows up every time that she does a concert 54,000 people that is bigger than the town I went to school in. like that is so many people just every single night listening to this woman all spending $1,300 on this experience. So she has really provided a floor to the economy in the same way that fiscal policy has. So we have Taylor Swift policy and then we have fiscal policy and then we have monetary policy. And Jerome Powell, is, he got asked about this by um, a, a journalist at the Federal Reserve meeting or the FMC meeting. And the journalist was like, what do you think about Taylor Swift and Barbie boosting the economy? And he was like, yeah, people really like it. Because to him, probably it's like, wow, they are spending so much money. And of course the question now is like, well, how are they spending all this money? And a lot of it is credit card spend. So people have a lot of credit card debt right now, but we're also finally starting to see real wages begin to tick up. We're starting to see people get raises. We're starting to see that begin to normalize. And so that's really good because obviously it's no opinion wrote this great piece this morning talking about how 
it feels really bad for the past couple of years because wages have been so stagnant, but wages are starting to tick up again, which is really good. And therefore, um, people, I think, feel like they have a little bit more leeway to do things like this. Um, Axios published a piece calling, saying that this economy is running on girl power. Consumers are prioritizing experiences and entertainment over buying things. And the rise of hybrid work means that a lot of people have the flexibility to go and buy things. And Barbie itself is also like another economic force. So that movie um, is going to probably surpass a billion dollars at the box office, which is super cool. And the highest grossing movie of the year, it's, it'll be the second year in a row that there's no superhero movies in the top two. And I talked about Barbie and Oppenheimer in a previous video, but like that has also provided an economic boost to the economy as well. So my, my whole theory is that like Barbie and Oppenheimer and Taylor Swift all coinciding at the same time, also during a hot girl summer, has made it where they all were able to build upon themselves. So people who went and saw Taylor Swift probably went and saw Barbie as well. And so I feel like there's sort of this like feel good atmosphere in, in some aspects of consumer spending, partially because real wages have begun to increase and partially because credit card debt has uh, begun to increase as well, which is concerning. But I think that the two have been a catalyst for each other and have really provided a boost to the economy, as many others have pointed out that we needed beyond just fiscal policy. And of course, monetary policy is trying to squash all of that down, but it's, it's quite interesting. And of course, none of this negates the fact that there is still weirdness within the economy, that the way that we measure the economy might not be right that a lot of people are having trouble affording food, a lot of people are having trouble affording rent, we have a housing crisis. So I think when we talk about stuff like this, where you have people spending $1,300 on a concert experience, it's kind of like, oh, what the heck? Like, it just feels more and more bifurcated to exist in the economy that we do exist in. And uh, <laughs> I don't quite have the solution for that at the moment, but um, there's a lot of really interesting papers coming out in the fall talking about this sort of stuff I think will address some of these issues but it's interesting to think about what could happen post Taylor Swift tour so we have student loan debt payments starting back up which is just catastrophic it's really frustrating to me so I don't have any student loan debt I was very lucky to get a full ride to school worked all throughout school to afford my life like you know worked uh, and went to a school specifically because I got a scholarship there. But a lot of people, that wasn't an option, so they had to take out student loan debt. And I'm not gonna make this into a student loan debt video, but I feel like, you know, we provided so much support to corporations in the private sector with the CHIPS Act, with the IIGA, with the IRA, and of course, student loan debt was a component of some of that, but I do think like we could provide a little bit more support to people who went to school with the intent of usually bettering themselves some people just went to goop off but usually you go to kind of better yourself and learn um and <laughs> i think if we just could maybe help people out there uh that'd be useful because we do it so often for corporations and corporations are people and people are people so i know that a lot of people are like well it's your personal responsibility if you ch choose to take out debt why should my taxes pay for you to goof around at college and I don't know, it's kind of like, well, don't you kind of want a more educated populace? And I get that, like, sometimes it's not fair. Sometimes life is not an even playing field, and it really sucks. But I think that the more that we can help our fellow constituents, the communities that we live in, um, I, the more that we can help people afford food, and if that's forgiving student loan debt payments, I'm all for it. 
I think that, that the better that would be. And of course, there's all sorts of arguments that you can make against that and for it. Um, but I do think that that will be an interesting uh, headwind to the post-Taylor Swift tour is student loan debt payments starting back up. Now, Taylor Swift, maybe she could forgive. Wouldn't that be nuts if she forgave all student loan payments uh, with her? It'd be probably not enough money, but uh, if she forgave it all with her concert revenue. <laughs> um, but yeah, Taylor Swift has been the economy this summer, and we have some, some headwinds coming up in the fall, but Beyonce's gone on tour, so maybe it'll be just fine. We'll see. All right, thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks so much for spending time with me. I hope that you all are doing okay. I'll talk to you uh, very soon. Bye.